1: So I decided to go on a, I called it an experimental drug diet for a year, where um, I decided to cut out all substances, including alcohol, um, for a year, except for cannabis and psychedelics, just to see what it would do.
0: Welcome to The High Guide. I'm your host, April Pride. Sobriety can be defined in a variety of ways. For many people the words "I'm sober" are speaking to their absence from alcohol. But similar to how the phrase "I don't drink anymore" doesn't mean you don't consume liquids in general, sobriety and the substances with which you abstain from or choose to consume is an increasingly subjective space. And being Cali sober, which is also our glossary term for this episode, is yet another approach to managing our relationships to substances and perhaps a drug diet you should familiarize yourself with. In today's episode of The High Guide, we talked to Michelle Loke, a journalist who coined the term Cali-sober and is a pioneer driving the Cali-sober lifestyle into the public vernacular. When her article for Vice went viral, the new age approach to sobriety officially struck a vein in the public consciousness.
1: So, um, I guess my story begins in New York um, where I was a... Uh, music journalist covering nightlife and music festivals and underground culture, dance music culture for many years. And I think that that background and experience allowed me to become very familiar with a wide range of substances, you know, which are used in these spaces in very experimental and community-oriented ways. Of course, there's also the dark side of addiction and and substance dependence that also was a very real experience for me to witness firsthand. Um, But I'm grateful, you know, I'm grateful for um, the opportunity to understand drug culture in this very immediate way, starting from a young age and seeing all sides of it. Um, So, you know, this experience allowed me to sort of start my transition into becoming very interested in cannabis professionally. Um, so in 2018 I left my job in New York and moved to California to witness the legalization of cannabis. That was obviously the year that it kicked in. Um, and as I kind of, you know, adopted a more California-oriented lifestyle... I realized that the substances that I had become pretty dependent on in New York to live this like extremely high functioning fast paced productivity oriented lifestyle which you know was fueled a lot by amphetamines really and then downers to come off of them or just always kind of being on this cocktail of like drugs that helped me to keep functioning at this like extremely high level of alertness at all times, you know, I was working 12 hours and then partying <laughs> until four in the morning. Um, and that was my job. But once I came to California, I started diving really into the cannabis world and the psychedelics world. And and it kind of, you know, opened my mind to a different way of living. So um, it became very clear to me that my body's rhythms were out of sync with the California lifestyle. I felt like I was on a different timeline almost where I was just moving too fast. I was being a speed freak. And I was like, actually, I want to be tripping out in the desert and like more connected to my body. I decided to cut out all substances, including alcohol, um, for a year, except for cannabis and psychedelics, just to see what it would do. And I called this drug diet, California sober. Um, and I basically started using that term when I went out to parties, especially, And people would be kind of confused when I declined a drink or a line of Coke because I told them that I was sober, but then I was still smoking weed. And so I kind of like started saying California as a a joke, like, oh, I'm Cali sober. And I was so new to California that I didn't even know that people didn't say Cali in California.
0: Oh, Cali! yes, the term signals an out-of-stater for sure, but for those of us not born and raised in the great state of California, but may have spent years of our life there, we appreciate your patience with our neophyte choice of words. Whether you call it California or Callie, until recently, neither name was often associated with sober-
1: and then you know out of nowhere this this editor at vice reached out to me she wanted me to write about um one habit that had like transformed my life for a newsletter that vice was doing and so i wrote this essay very like a uh, stream of consciousness i think i wrote it on a plane while flying somewhere on an assignment and i and i and i submitted it when i touched down and it was so crazy to me how this essay went so Viral. Like it hit the zeitgeist in a way that none of my writing over the last 10 years ever has. Like it just went so viral that within like a couple of weeks, it seemed like it was everywhere. And everybody was talking about Cali Sober. I think one of the first mainstream publications to write about it was New York Magazine and, and The Cut. Um, and then that kind of helped catapult it towards like the goop land and a lot of cannabis brands started sort of um, picking it up. And I just started seeing it everywhere. Um, and, you know, like I told you, April, I think um, I was a little bit uh, hesitant to claim credit for it in the beginning. And I think that naming something that's already kind of bubbling up in the culture helps to like solidify it as like, oh, this is a thing that's really happening. But I didn't want to be egotistical and be like, hey, I'm the one who started this. But only later, I think, like now seeing how many brands are using it and how many people are kind of like talking about it in the discourse, I think that I realized... Also, thanks to, you know, all of the Black Lives Matter and like the Asian American solidarity that's happening, that it is important for me as a woman of color to speak up about the fact that like I help to kind of name this based on my own experiences, because it's important for people to understand that Asian women can talk about drugs and can talk about addiction, which is not really a role that a lot of Asian women feel comfortable talking about, you know, as model minorities, we're often told that like, you know, doing drugs and being a a party girl is just like bad, you know, these, these roles are often stigmatized. So now I'm kind of starting to step up a little bit and be like, yeah, no, this was, this was me.
0: (laughs) Well, we can definitely thank Michelle for bringing Callie Sober into the mainstream conversation. From her use of the term Callie to her openly shared stories, the authenticity is evident and quite moving to read. This essay that Michelle wrote for Vice. I mean, there's so many great nuggets here, um, but I just want to read. A few things. One, when she talked when you talked about moving from New York to California and needing to slow down, I just talked to someone who got stuck in California for three months during the pandemic and she was supposed to be flying home to New York and just got stuck in California. And she was said she was coming out of her skin. She just can't move that slowly. And she said that she consumed a lot of weed while she was sort of stuck there in the sunshine state. Um, and this is how you describe going from, you know adderall fueled days and nights etc um, to yeah being near joshua tree and just looking at palm trees with a great sunset and being totally happy with that um, you say here the physiadrenaline of uppers do not allow you to appreciate the slow wash of sunlight on your skin when you're strung out every inhalation triggers a craving for a cigarette instead of fresh air Every minute is so pregnant with possibilities for more spikes of manufactured pleasure that even an idle second is torture and an hour-long car ride becomes hell. And so the sublime natural beauty and slower rhythms of my new city encouraged me to a radical way of living. And that is what, I mean, it makes me emotional, you know, to read it Um, because I, yeah, I definitely, substances are something that I... um, what do I, I don't know if "struggle" is the right word. I'm very conflicted about my um, consumption of alcohol, for the most part, um, which is almost not existent except for I did go out with Cat last night. And we did have some. <laughs> we did have some. Our, we broke our seal for quarantine and went out and had um, some tequila. It was really good. Can you talk a little bit about the transition from any and everything that someone would hand you, both day and night, to really? Um, I don't know if focus is the right word, but to um sticking to psychedelics.
1: To me, it was important to include psychedelics in the conversation. Um I, I, I think it's really Interesting how, as Cali Sober has become more and more um, popular and and discussed in the mainstream conversation, that um, psychedelics are sometimes left out because people are still kind of wary and maybe feel like they're too edgy, you know? Um, Like it's so much like, oh, Cali Sober equals weed. But to me, it's really important that we include psychedelics in that framework. However, you know, I, I do think that. Cali sober is one lifestyle. It's one drug diet. It's kind of like any kind of diet where there are many, many different ways towards enlightenment or towards, um, you know, having a a sustainable relationship with the substances that you consume. Um, And I think that I've seen California sober defined differently by other people. So Demi Lovato defined it as... um, Drinking and smoking weed in moderation, right? So she actually includes alcohol in her definition of California sober. Um, I didn't because I had basically come up with this uh, with this term based on my observations of the California lifestyle at parties that I was going to, which was you know cannabis parties, and I noticed that a lot of people weren't drinking. Um. But you know, I, I'm really open to other people kind of taking this term and 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 playing with it.
0: We hope you enjoyed this introduction into the origins of being Cali sober. And if you're curious to play around with this new age drug diet as a lifestyle, tune in next week where we take a deeper dive with our high guides for some best practices and fresh perspectives on the ever changing world of sobriety. And definitely check out Michelle's Substack, Rave New World. I started subscribing earlier this year, and it definitely got me excited to get out into the world under the influence of potent plants. Thanks for listening to this episode of The High Guide, and join me, April Pride, every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific in Clubhouse, where we cover all things A to Z regarding plant-based pleasures. We hope you found our discussion of Cali Sober informative and encourage you to take a deeper dive into our glossary of terms on our website, thehigh.guide. Of course, you'll find a new episode of The High Guide every Friday. Subscribe and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking to stay in closer contact, give us a follow on Instagram at thehigh.guide. And subscribe to our newsletter, again, on our website, thehigh.guide. This is April Pride. Thanks for joining me on The High Guide.